Welcome to Leanne's Voice Podcast. I'm so glad you decided to watch, listen, read, etc. Do it all to catch up on this amazing speaking tips podcast where I always try and give lots of information to women in business or working their side hustle or doing a mixture of them all. If you're going to be a woman working in corporate where you need to speak effectively in the business format, this podcast is for you. And of course, I'm going to ask you to listen, enjoy all of the podcasts, but you know the drill. I ask, beg, plead you to subscribe, click the notifications button, give me a thumbs up, write a nice five-star review for me as well, whether you listen on Spotify, iTunes, whichever platform you pick, all right? Let's crack into this podcast. Okay, ladies, I have got an amazing guest today on Leanne's Voice Speaking Tips podcast. You are going to be so inspired, so encouraged and learning so much things that you didn't know, things that you need to know. Okay, so today I have with me speaking to you special guest Sue Stockdown. Now, Sue is an inspirational speaker, leadership coach, author and podcast host for over 20 years and she's been helping leaders worldwide to maximize their effectiveness. Now, who doesn't want a bit more of that? Um, Her clients include CEOs, board level executives, FTSE 250 and Fortune 500 companies, Um, clients within the public sector, academic institutions, elite sport, small businesses too, charities and non-profit organizations worldwide. And also there's a bit more, as a polar explorer and adventurer, she's the first woman in the UK to ski, listen to this ladies, to the magnetic North Pole and travel to over 70 countries. Like some people haven't gone to 70 countries in their whole life. She's been to 70 countries and an athlete who has represented Scotland. That is more than amazing. And a little bit more. Sue brings the same mindset, discipline and commitment required to succeed in all of these sport related activities to her professional life. She's combined it with an MBA in entrepreneurship and an MSc in quality management and global outlook. Ladies, I give to you Sue Stockdale. Welcome Sue to today's podcast. Thanks Leanne, it's great to be here. Good, excellent. I'm so excited to um hear your wealth of knowledge like 20 years of so much industry work and life experience as well I'm just really excited to hear what you're going to share with us to really help our listeners to learn and grow particularly in this area of like networking in this kind of new normal um, scenario that we find ourselves in and um, the first question that kind of comes to me I was thinking of like is particularly for me I always kind of think like this and then I, and I'm sure some of my listeners do too and um, how can we prepare ourselves beforehand for a networking event um, to make a really good great positive impact? Well I think that's a really interesting question Leanne and of course I think there are two ways to look at it because pre-COVID we were all out doing face-to-face networking Of course, now we're doing it virtually. Mm -hmm. So I'll say a little bit about both because they are subtly different. Perhaps the first thing to say is sometimes the actual word networking switches people off. They just think, oh, yuck. It's sort of, (laughs) you know, being purposeful about trying to sell stuff. So I think if the word networking for your your listeners doesn't work for them, then think of a different word. The way I view it is about building and maintaining relationships. Yes. I don't see it as being networking because I'm yeah. just a person who's got a, a high degree of curiosity uh, and I really enjoy meeting new people because I want to learn something about them. Yeah. 
So, so the, if we take face-to-face -face networking first out there when mm -hmm. we're meeting people in real life and, yeah. and uh, we can actually get a whole sense of their body language uh, and how, how we're coming across to them, yeah. not just observing them on a Zoom conversation and so on. Yeah. The first thing I would really encourage people to do is to set a goal when you're going to a networking event. Very good. Now, now when I um, used to attend, and I still do when, when we can, attend networking events, for example, to meet three interesting people and to learn something new. Yeah. Now, what you're not necessarily on is there's no word sales there. No, it was me <laughs> interesting people. <laughs> so that immediately says to me that there's going to be somebody interesting in the room. Mm. So my radar, my antenna is up in a networking event to think, who looks interesting? And it can some, sometimes be the person that's hiding by the buffet that, yeah. that you know, is perhaps feeling a little bit nervous. I think, wow, I bet they've got something interesting to tell me and there's something I can learn from them. So mm. I go in with a, an focus on what I can learn from others yeah yeah as opposed to what I can tell them yeah and then in order to instigate that conversation I think it's really useful to prepare some introductory questions yes because you know sometimes we can get tongue-tied we think oh, what, what am I going to say when I meet yeah. that person yeah so you know examples as what brings you here today Oh, mm. uh, that you know, oh, that's a great, that's a lovely tie you're wearing. What uh, fantastic shoes! Something that compliments the person just on on how how they are. That's a really interesting handbag you've got there. Yeah, you know, something that in, enables you to ask them a question, um, maybe even what what are you interested in particularly at this event? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's having good. some questions prepared mm -hmm. that will help you go from the, what's the weather like. Which is <laughs> point to, to take it to a kind of a, a deep, deeper level because yeah. really what you're trying to do is build rapport and test for trust mm -hmm. do I like this person can I connect with them yeah definitely and then I think the third point I would make around face-to-face -face mm. is have your exit strategy planned yes <laughs> wow have you ever been in that <laughs> event when the person just goes on and on and on and you're thinking I get out of this yeah exactly so one one example might be mm. well it's been really great leanne to hear about your business and i do want to make sure that i don't hog your time tonight so i'm going to move on and it's thanks for a lovely conversation i really enjoyed it yeah that's a good one that's a good one definitely because i think that can be the time that uh, we, we end up then just sort of sticking with one person for too long yeah mm-hmm I don't know if you've ever experienced that. Yeah, I felt that I wanted to go like minutes ago, but it was like, how do I leave? And they're in quite a big throw of their conversation. And yeah, and it's like, do you say that you need to go to the ladies or go to the bar? Oh, I just saw someone over there is to do it very um, uh, gracefully. That's the skill. Definitely. Yeah. I'd like to improve in. So I think having having prepared or thought through those things can help somebody go into a face-to-face -face conversation mm -hmm. and I wonder if it's helpful just to give your listeners an example I, I went into an event uh, it was actually at my old school and I was invited to go back and speak at this sort of presentation event oh, lovely and there was a little gathering of of the governors and various you know dignitaries at the event prior to me speaking so I'm standing uh, getting introduced to those people I start a conversation with a gentleman and I, you know, ask him what his role is. And I say, what, well, so what's your day job? You know, you're obviously a governor at the school. What's your day job? Yeah. And he talks about uh, his job in relation to 
kind of influencing. He, he was in a role where he's bringing oh. two different types of industry sectors together. Okay. And he, and he wants to get them to c- communicate and share knowledge and make mm. decisions together. Uh, kind of a partnership working approach. Okay. So I say to him, well, that's really interesting. I bet that means that you, you want those people to take risks, to get to know each other quickly, to yeah. make better decisions. And he nods. He says, yes, yeah, that's right. I said, well, as a leader, I'm sure that and you, you want to role model taking risks. So what do you do to practice risk taking? Ah. Now, there was a long silence. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, oh, that, that, that's a really good question. So, mm. no, I haven't thought about that. And, and then that, so, and we just carried on talking about something else. So we yeah. kind of changed the subject. Two days later, he calls me up. Sue, you really got me thinking with that question. Wow. And, and I see that, you know, you do coaching. So, so let, let, I, think, I think, you know, perhaps it's worth having a coffee in a conversation. Well, Leanne, that ended up to being one of the biggest contracts that I ever earned. Wow. That, that conversation. That one conversation. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So I think expressing a genuine interest in interest. somebody else mm-hmm. and asking great questions can yeah. be a skill that will help people in networking. Definitely. Yeah. If I can maybe move on just briefly to the virtual side. Yeah, because that bit's a little bit different. Yeah. Well, it, it, the principles kind of work the same. And, mm-hmm. and one thing I've certainly noticed, and I can see it here today, is use the, the information that you have on the screen to stimulate conversation. Yeah. So, Leanne, I can see behind you on, on our Zoom screen here, it says live by faith. Yeah. And there's lots of bright colors. So I'm immediately intrigued. And I'm like, Leanne, lovely to meet you here. Wow, that's a really interesting background. Tell me a bit more about what that means. Yes, I get it. Yeah. And if you were looking at mine, there might be some things that pique your interest. I can me. see like there's an explorer picture which would link into what you shared about in your bio in that one. And then the other one is it's a picturesque picture as well. So is that picture there? That's actually you out and about. Yes. Wow. Yes. So there you go. You've asked a question based on something you've seen. And then that could instigate and take our conversation in a whole different direction. Yeah, get it. Here. So that, that, you know, and sometimes, of course, people have the virtual backgrounds on Zoom. Yes. Or they have completely back, black, back, blank background. Yeah. It doesn't work on every occasion, but, you know, use the information you have yeah. to, to ask a question. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And then my other point that I would say that can help with both virtual as well as face-to-face is to do your homework. Yes. Can you go and look on LinkedIn or look on the internet and find out a little bit about that person mm-hmm. before you ever get into contact with them? Oh, I see you went to the same school as me. I see you like dogs. Oh, I saw mm-hmm. your picture on Facebook where you were in uh, climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. What was that like? Yeah. You found a reason to start up the conversation and ask the other person about them. And that's what really it's all about. Building rapport and trust by showing a genuine interest in somebody else. Definitely. Yeah, that's been really, really helpful. Yeah, just to see like the differences and similarities between face to face and the kind of virtual networking, which is happening a lot. And um, I like the idea of the face to face just to go in with a goal set. And like, I'm going to meet free interesting people rather than like I've got to sell, I've got to get this product you know, that, that just miss, misses everything and, and uh, focus on what I can learn rather than what I'm trying to sell. Whole different mindset shift from how networking is often portrayed that you need to go in there with all your business cards oh. 
and I definitely like the just showing a genuine interest and also with the virtual doing the homework trying to establish a rapport um, so you can establish trust and going on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn just to find out conversation starters as well and I like that which is similar to what you said in the face-to-face -face setting where you'd be like oh what brings you here and stuff like that those kind of conversation starters but you can do it by doing the homework first on the online platform and then you can use it on the virtual one to ask questions I really 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 loved that that was really really helpful and then um, that kind of made me think as well like okay just putting ourselves back into that networking event so we've made the conversation starters we've kind of done all that what are some great tips to effectively manage yourself and your time and the room when you're within these networking events and not get swamped like I like the example you gave like just kind of staying with one person at the buffet how do you kind of discipline yourself right, right I've got three minutes with you two minutes with, you know how do you do that what's the best way to work the room as such well I, I guess coming back to the point about setting goals yeah my goal and i'm not appreciating not everyone may share my view on this my goal is to have fewer quality conversations than mm. to have spoken to everybody for 30 seconds ah okay because my belief is that if i can start to build those better quality conversations it's far easier than to take that relationship mm -hmm. on to let's meet for a coffee or you know can i have a conversation with you on the telephone but if i've seen everyone for 30 seconds and they're probably in my sense leave me leave thinking well sue she, she's not really interested in me because she's just speaking to the next person the next person the next mm -hmm. person so i individual that sue is speaking to isn't that important okay and in order to then make your decision about who you might want to speak to at a networking event mm -hmm. can you get the guest list beforehand mm. and you ask the organizer to introduce you to somebody so if you were organizing a networking event leanne i might make contact with you ahead of time yeah. and say Tell me about the sort of people that are going. I'm really interested to meet somebody in the construction industry. Mm -hmm. Is there anybody there that you know that's from that industry? And would you be able to introduce them to me perhaps at the event? Yeah, that's good. Definitely. Yeah. So all of this is about upfront preparation. Make it easy for yourself to go on the evening or the daytime and mm -hmm. meet perhaps fewer people but have better quality conversations because you've done your homework ahead of time yeah definitely I like that definitely to everything is always linked back to do your homework be prepared and things like that and be aware of who's going to be in the room potential if it's other companies what do they do um, and rather than thinking like meet everybody 30 seconds just run through the thing have less conversations but let them be of deep quality so you can actually assess okay met this person here what is the potential business relationship that we could establish by going for coffee etc another email follow-up etc that makes I, I prefer that style rather than networking events I've been to and I've just got someone just throwing their business card at me like confetti and I'm like what's going on here you know definitely I, I, I think and I've, I've experienced it that if you can genuinely have an interest in somebody else and you can ask great questions so that you demonstrate that you sometimes don't even have to say anything about yourself and they'll leave saying oh can i have your business card that was a great conversation we had and actually in a way you haven't really had a conversation you've just done really great listening mm -hmm. but they feel great about it and you're far more likely then to take that to the next level and even if that person you think well 
really did this person isn't in my sector you know what, like, yeah. what, what was the benefit of this relationship mm-hmm. sometimes that there is not necessarily going it's not going to go any further but yeah. often that person you don't know who they could introduce you to mm-hmm. you don't know in what way they might add some intelligence to help you take your business in a different a different direction so I never discount the value of the relationships that I've built with people over the years because sometimes it's just that throwaway mark remark that they make mm-hmm. that reminds you that then six months down the line you can give them a lead and yeah. say oh, we're remembering you were a great person to do beauty and healthcare mm-hmm. and I had a contact now that's looking for somebody that can do that and now you've yeah. become the connector and mm-hmm. all of that stands you in a better stead in the future to just be then somebody who is known effectively at that kind of networking skill yeah definitely I like that definitely to to really have to go into the the networking event listening even though you always want to like I need to talk I need to kind of get my thing but that that is really quite powerful with the example that you've given about like they've shared and they felt listened to and then they're like oh you know somewhere down the line you've had that connection for a reason it may not be directly for your business but we hope it will be but it could be for someone else or something else in the future I really like that to go with a genuine interest to learn and meet fewer people and listen that's key because a lot of times you can be at a networking event and it's like, talk, 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 talk. Is it? But no one's really listening. That's the difference. Definitely, that's the difference. And if in those questions, Leanne, one of the questions that you ask is, so what keeps you awake at night with your business? What are some of the challenges that your business faces on a regular basis? Now you're starting to get intelligence. And now then when you do speak, yeah. you can frame your response in a way that potentially meets their challenges. Well, so you say you haven't got enough time to, to, to manage your diary and manage your life. Well, what we do is we are in a business that we are a concierge service and we really help to manage somebody's life and do all of the things that they haven't got time to do themselves, which is what I was hearing you say and what you said there, yeah. Yeah, for example. Yeah, I like that. Definitely to offer, to hear that the kind of challenge and then offer like, this is a possible solution. What do you think yeah. of that? I yeah. really like that idea. Definitely. I really like that. So that, that sound, that's really helpful of how, what to say when you go into the networking event. And I really like the suggestions you gave while you're in the event so you can manage yourself, your time, your questions, and your talk probably more so lean on listening more so to get more out of it. And then I also wanted to know, this is, the, this is often the downfall. Um, after you can go to a networking event, have a great time, get all the cards, but it's the after part. So I wanted to ask as well. So we've had great conversations in the meet, in the networking event. What conversations, though, are wise to have after the networking event? Well, I think it's often wise to, you know, in terms of like doing a deal, so, so selling something, <laughs> you know, getting pricing yeah. information, yes, being specific, all of those details are really important mm-hmm. and wise to have after the event. I think at the very least if you leave a networking event with a bunch of business cards, mm-hmm. text, WhatsApp, drop the person an email, whatever method of communication you tend to use, you know, that evening or the very next day and just say, it was great to meet you. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to follow up at some stage. When might you be free? Yeah. So follow up. There's so many people that do not follow up. And yeah. that is the golden opportunity that you've missed. Yeah, definitely. It's yeah, I can definitely yeah, definitely conversations about deals and pricing and and the follow up is key because it kind of is part of the package of the networking event because what's the point of 
going there, asking all the questions, selecting the right people, listening to learn and stuff. And then you don't follow up. It's like, oh, I just went there and just kind of thought, oh, bye. It's, it's, it was a bit of a, a night out rather than a networking event. Yeah, I can see the difference there, definitely. So, so those in those follow-up emails, text, whatever, mm. news one uses or LinkedIn, connect with a person on LinkedIn, which is yeah. the way who's tried to connect with them on LinkedIn. Yeah. Because then you might then follow on with, um, I, you know, I really got this out of the event. That speaker I found really helpful. What did you find useful? So you've had yeah. that shared experience then, or, you know, it was a great uh, drinks and, and canapes event, whatever it is. Mm-hmm what did you find useful and we can do that virtually as well we're on or we're on a zoom webinar with other people we might be in little breakout rooms having conversations yeah but then get on linkedin afterwards connect with them and say i really enjoyed that conversation with you it'd be love to chat further about that subject yeah sounds yeah really good advice and i just think about some of the communications i get these days on linkedin from people they Hmm. they invite me to connect with them and then the next minute they're selling at me and i find that really frustrating why you like why do i don't know why they think okay i'm going to connect and then sell like yeah i mean maybe maybe that works for some people if they're in a mm. some sort of transactional type business but for me personally yeah. it doesn't i'd far rather mm. they came back and said i was looking at your profile and i saw that you've got experience in this or i see we share some common interests how about setting up a time to have a conversation i'd love to learn more about your business yeah that's a much better way to kind of do it so rather than like here's all of these forever young products and they're two for two. Oh. <laughs> definitely i prefer them people try and engage a lot more definitely yeah. that that would help me to be inclined to buy something rather than if you've just kind of showed me something try to sell me something just in the email i'd be like nope not buying it even if i was interested i'm not gonna buy it definitely because of the way it kind of came across well, wow, so I think really I think it's about you know it's less is more in a way. Yes, now, that you know it depends obviously on different people's businesses and what they're selling and the, and the nature of the the industry that they're in. Mm-hmm. I, I completely accept that. Mm-hmm. For, for a service like the services I'm selling, which is a consulting type service, a yeah. coaching type service, it's much more about a relationship based sale. I want to get to know the client. I want to understand their problems yeah. and challenges, and then I want to make sure that what we do adds value and helps them. And that doesn't happen by just pushing out what I sell. No, because the potential client may not see the connection. They may say all of these great products, but how does that help them? And that's where the relationship comes in saying, like one of the questions you said earlier about what keeps you awake at night, you know, and then you can say, well, this is a possible solution. And I like that kind of, and, and you can only have that conversation when you have that relationship to explain this is solutions I can help you with in your hurdles. <laughs> If, if I may share an example of that, mm-hmm. I had a client come to me and this happens occasionally where they say, I'd love you to come and speak at our events, Sue, but we haven't got a budget. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I, I, you know, and I could just initially say, well, sorry, I can't help you. I don't speak for, for no fee. Mm. But I always like to inquire and think that the, the, this organization was quite a leading industry organization in its sector. So it would be nice brand to have as, as a client. And yeah. I thought, well, this could be a door into that organization. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, I don't normally speak for free, but let's have a conversation because you might have within your organization things that would be of value, even if it's not money you're paying me. Yeah. Now, what I was thinking about is would they write a testimonial and their yeah. brand would be of value to me? Do they have any other services? Could they refer me into some of their clients? But all of those things can't be explored in a transactional type of email. 
So I got on the phone with the individual and I said, look, I know you've got no budget. And she was very apologetic. She said, but we really want you to come speak. I said, well, here's the deal. Here's the sorts of things that I can find of value that aren't monetary. And it turned out that within their organization, they had the resources to video the presentation. And then they would give me the video and I could use it on my website for promotional purposes. Nice. There is a nice outcome. I don't have to pay now to get that done because my client is going to do that for me. Yeah. And of course, I want to make sure it's to the quality and standard, et cetera. Mm. So there was a bit of agreement about how that would turn out. And they were delighted at the end of the day. They got a great presentation and I got a great video. Now, that never would have happened if we hadn't actually got to the place of having a conversation and exploring the possibilities together. Mm hmm. And it's great as well that you didn't just say, I don't, I only speak for money and rather than say no, because then you wouldn't have been able to, you know, go down that avenue as well. Uh, the flexibility, that's what I hear, bit, a bit of flexibility, yeah. a little bit here and there. Definitely. I like that. That's really helpful. Yeah. It's been so, so very helpful, like going through all of these things about how to really have a structured networking event. Like when you go into the room, who to speak to, what to say, how to start the conversation when you're in the room, how to manage who to speak to and how to exit so you can get to speak to the key right people for quality, genuine interest uh, conversations, then who to kind of plan, okay, I'll have a, a, a conversation after the event with. And, uh, and I really liked what you said here about like after the networking event, follow up is key because what's the point really of doing all of that hard work in the networking event and not to follow up? email, LinkedIn, etc. Um, and also I liked what you said just at the end, just about flexibility to kind of business negotiations and what's been said in those conversations and building the relationship. And yeah, that's really, really give a lot of food for thought. I'm really hoping that the listeners has um, got so much out of it. Was, was there anything that you wanted to add that we might not have covered that you think that listeners might find handy around this area? Well, I think, you know, it's a really simple thing, Leanne. I'm sure you tell it to your listeners already. It's smile. Mm -hmm. What a difference it makes in in a virtual and a face-to-face communication if you're smiling. And you're far more likely to have somebody come and approach you to have a conversation with you if you're looking friendly and receptive. Definitely. Definitely. I I, I 100% agree with you. A smile gives a bit of welcome and it also softens the sound of your voice as well. It makes it sound a bit more welcoming on the year definitely it's been just so great and then as well just going for all of those things you've shared so many gems with us I also wanted to know if there's anything exciting happening in your business that our listeners uh, might be interested in staying in touch with you with that they you can share with us now well I think there's a couple of things Leanne one is that that at the part of really what I do is about inspiring people to, to stick yeah. out of their comfort zone, to challenge themselves. Mm-hmm. And we all need a little bit of inspiration in our lives at different times when we're having a tough day or we're yeah. facing an insurmountable challenge that we think we can't overcome. So I, I launched a podcast called Access to Inspiration. Mm-hmm. And we've got about 25 episodes now. Wow. And, and I speak to people from all over the world, regular people, if you like, with, with ordinary lives and experiences to help get them to share their stories. And through those insights, what I say is we can learn from people who may be unlike us. Mm -hmm. Rather than just going to our same old circle of friends and contacts, learn from outside of that. And it's amazing when we get insight from somebody else and we hear their story, there'll be a little nugget of learning in it that you maybe can apply to the seemingly challenging situation Mm -hmm. that you face to do it differently. So I really encourage your listeners to get on over onto Spotify or Apple Mm -hmm. Podcasts 
look up access to inspiration yeah. and they'll get some ideas there sounds very very excited very useful definitely access to inspiration everybody sounds so great and, and yeah and so you've got your podcast called access to inspiration on spotify and all the other yeah. uh podcast platforms and then where else do you hang out online on the social media sites as well well i'm, I'm i tend to put a lot of information on, on linkedin mm-hmm. uh, so please invite listeners to connect with me if they want to further the conversation that we've been having virtually today and I'd love to hear what their thoughts are about applying some of these techniques themselves. I'm on Twitter at Sue Stockdale, Facebook Mm -hmm. at Sue Stockdale as well. Basically put put my name Sue Stockdale into Google and you'll find me on there. I have a website with the same name as well, suestockdale.com. Great. Excellent. So everybody knows where to find you. And just thanks so much, Sue, for coming along. All of the gems that you shared in this very, very short time. It's been really, really helpful so that we can all now go into kind of the networking events, whether it's online or virtually with like a goal, a genuine interest, having a listening stance and definitely smiling all the time and really doing the follow-up because that's where a lot of the hard work is because it is easy to eat the canopies and the little juices and wines and stuff but the follow-up that is key it's just been so great to hear from you to learn so much from you as well in just this short time I'm very very grateful I'm sure my listeners are too and a big thank you Sue for coming along today it's been lovely to speak to you Leanne thanks for your time thank you so much well okay thank you so much for listening watching reading the podcast etc all about speaking tips i hope you learn so much and they're going to be putting stuff into practice this very day this week this month come on we've given you so much good information you need to go and do something with it and um, all i'd ask for you to do is you know the drill if you haven't already please subscribe like do a nice review for me let me know what you liked about today's podcast where you think i can improve whatever help do you want what do you want to hear or see being done in my next upcoming podcast or videos let me know so whatever platform you're listening please feel free to do a review and you know you can always get hold of me on leanne at leannesvoice.com thank you so much for listening to today's podcast